Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. He's here from Atarim, which is a platform that helps website agencies build more efficiently, give amazing service to their clients, cut down the time it takes them to build websites by 80%. This guest built his first website on GeoCities when he was 14 years old for a skateboarding crew, then started his agency out of the back of a van while he was touring the world with a hard rock band, eventually built that to 12 people before creating what at the time was WP Feedback and today is at a rim. Um, today, he's got over 5,000 agencies using it to build their websites and over 130 clients running on top of it. So he's here to share with us how to build websites faster, more efficiently with better margins with all of that. Vito, thank you so much for being here, man. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me, Marcel. I've been looking forward for this session uh, for a long time, and I'm glad to be here. <laughs> me too. Like we, So we know each other, of course, through SAS Academy. Um, we've been friends through that for a while. I think we scheduled this podcast interview like almost a year ago because we had this really nice long backlog of guests. But yeah, I'm super happy we're finally making this happen and really interested in this topic because I know a lot of people that tune into the show do website design development for their clients. It's a it's a core service that a lot of our clients have. And I think you've got some really incredible tactics and thoughts and ideas on how to make that process way more efficient. So excited to dive in. Before we do that, I wanna dig in a little bit more to the backstory. You were running your website design development agency and you had a problem and that led you to build the tool that today is the, the Adderim platform. What drove you to develop that tool? And when did you realize that it was a company in and of itself, that there was a business behind that idea? Right. So um, just collaborating with clients was a nightmare uh, for, for through the agency. And well, when I first started as a freelancer and when you have like one, two clients, it's not such a big deal. Uh, you know, you just kind of go with the flow. And uh, when they reach out to you in the middle of the night or on the weekends on WhatsApp, you know, you just say, all right, I guess... Maybe that's part of being uh, in business, um, but uh, but as I was starting to scale and bring and bring in uh, some team members onto the uh, onto the agency, that's when it started becoming really annoying. When you have one two clients that reach out to you, that's fine, but when you have 20, 30 clients that are reaching out to you uh, with uh, this nonsense, uh, then uh, it it was just a, a nightmare. And so um, we tried everything and, and I'm sure that a lot of people that are listening to this have also gone through this, uh, this process uh, from, you know, spreadsheets and Google Docs and trying to bring them into our project management system, trying to uh, build our own client dashboard, like client portal for them to log into, which they never did. Um, and, um, you know, scheduling loads of time on, on Zoom and face to face back in the day. Um, just to get the basic stuff that you need from clients, like the content and design approvals, or just to explain what they meant when they said that the thing is not working and they actually meant a button on the fourth page 
out of 50, you know, all of those kind of things were just uh, a, a huge headache for me and it stopped me from growing. And so and one day I was just kind of telling my team, uh, how about we just try to look at this from the client's point of view instead of just trying to fix it from our side uh, and see what makes sense for them. And when we're doing these video calls, they, they it empowered them to just share the screen and just point at something and tell us, change this. Here it needs to say that, you know, we don't like this image, you know. So it became these three word strings instead of um, uh, um, days of back and forth of trying to get what they what they mean. And so um, I, I told my team, let's just try and build that into the website, like a layer where they can click on any part of the website that will allow them to just point, click and say what's up. And we did that and it worked like magic. Um, and that's when I said, all right, I might have something here that other agencies uh, 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 might need. And so I actually ran a survey before we went to market. Um, I was already part of the, com of the, um, you know, the WordPress community and I was active in all kinds of Facebook groups with agency owners. So I just posted what we created, like, um, 15 second, um, screencast of, uh, uh version 1.0 or 0.1 of the tool. And, um, and people were just amazed. Um, within th 30 days after this post, we had a little more than a thousand, uh, emails from people that said, when you're ready, I want to try it out. And so that kind of gave me the, the confidence and, and the, um, and the understanding that I have something that might be beneficial for a lot of people. That was two years ago. And now we're with thousands of agencies, hundreds of thousands of uh, users, uh, 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 client websites. And so I think it was a good choice. Yeah, I would agree. And the, and the platform has evolved so much since then. You've added a ton of features and functionality. You're releasing some really cool stuff. You know, I've been fortunate enough to kind of get in and see in the weeds because, of course, we're through SaaS Academy. We're nerding out over each other's products. Um, give us a little bit more insight into like today, what the platform looks like, just so everyone's aware. So Atelium is a platform that is uh, uh, that has two sides to it. We have the client interface plugin, which is a plugin that you install on the client's WordPress website, and that allows them to interact with the website like never before. Uh, they click a button and they can choose anything on the page uh, to just say, I don't like this icon, make the logo bigger, uh, here is the text that we need here, and so on. Uh, and uh, on the back end, we're collecting all of the information that we need as agencies to actually execute on this task. And that is all fitting into the second part of the product, which is the agency dashboard. This is where the agency works. Uh, it's getting all of these uh, requests from all of those multiple websites into one type of inbox or support desk, uh, if you will, uh, but also collects automatic screenshots from what the client saw uh, at the time of creating that request, marking the the, the div or the, the element uh, clearly with like red borders. So you know exactly what to focus on. Uh, we're collecting the browser uh, version, the screen size. Uh, uh, and then from there, it just becomes a matter of uh, collaborating with the client uh, um, through the app itself. So you don't have to visit the website or look for anything. It's all right there. But then there's all kinds of cool stuff because like we try to, to automate a lot of the experience and systemize the experience for the client. We also went down and did that for the agency itself. So for example, you don't need to share logins with any of the team members. One click, 
takes you directly to that website, directly to the, that relevant page and scrolls down to where that request is so that um, um, uh, uh, um, all you have to do is just click one button instead of trying to find what this is. Or even when you receive an image, nowadays when you receive an image or without, with uh, the standard flows that users, uh, that agencies have, is that you would ask the clients to upload the image to Dropbox. Then you would need to go to Dropbox, download it to your machine, go to take this image into Photoshop to minify it or tiny PNG or something like this. Then you would need to log into the website just to upload that uh, image in there. So we made it one click. You click that button, it minifies the image, takes it directly into the that relevant media folder, and it's just sitting there waiting for you to use um, all done. So um, uh, there's more than a hundred small bits and pieces and bigger stuff as well that, uh, uh, that, uh, um, um, that add up to this 80% savings that we're using for, we're doing for our users. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Amazing. So for those of you that are listening to the podcast, make sure you check this out on YouTube. There's going to be some visuals that Vito is sharing. We're still going to do our best to walk through it so that you can discern what we're saying here over audio. But just know that there is a visual version of this over on YouTube and you're welcome to go check that out. We'll leave it in the show notes for you so it's easy. Perfect. So these are the components of a perfect project. And as you will see, you will probably identify a bunch of those things that you already have within your workflow. For the people that are listening, um, there are a few things on the screen now. We're looking at, um, at, at basically a flow chart of how a project should go from one step to the next. And uh, we are, we're starting with the getting the proposal signed, getting the deposit paid, right? That's one of the most important things. Um, and then once we get about 30, 50% of the project, that's when it really starts to, um, a, a, that's when we're starting the work. So we're probably going to do a bit of a discovery process uh, that could include like a form or a conversation with the client. Um, I suggest just doing a type of interview for this discovery. And usually what happens at this stage is that we would send the client off to give us the content, right? And that's where things start to go haywire because at this point, we haven't really done anything. We just did like, a, we just sent a form or we did like 30 minutes conversation. Energy is at its peak, but then all that we did is send the client off to do some homework that he probably doesn't know what how to do. And that's when things start to crumble, uh, really. So here, what I'm suggesting right after, and you will see this from the discover, from right after the discovery, we have the architecture building up the site, site map. After this, we have a wireframe stage and then a proto or a prototype stage. After this, we're going to start doing the development and the design before we're launching the website. And a really important step right after the launch is getting the client on some kind of a maintenance plan or a support plan. Uh, because, um, especially if we're talking about profitability, 
Um, we know Marcel that the profits when building websites for clients comes on the back end. It's not really from the initial project in most cases. It comes from building that relationship for years to come for them to, for you to become the guy that they go to for everything that they need from that point on. So nailing that initial process and creating an amazing experience for the client as you're doing your first collaborative process with them is key to getting them to stay with you for three, five, 10 years after, right? And so another thing that we see here on this, uh, on this uh, 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 screen is, is, is something that is often not considered, which is what's happening here below. All of the client touch points that we have throughout the project. So the discovery is a client touch point. When we have the sitemap uh, created, we need to get that approved by the client. So we have a client touch point right here. When we have the wireframes, we need to get that approved. So we have some kind of a revision step happening on this stage as well. Then we have two revision rounds during the development when we deliver the homepage or something like this. And of course, when we're providing the support, there's, there's uh, constant uh, communication with the client uh, for them to ask us stuff, for us to deliver stuff, for them to point out any bugs or any um, additional stuff that they want from their website features and so on. So there's a lot, a lot of this is not just building. A lot of this is communication, is collaboration. And so also, I know that a lot of the people that are listening to us right now um, skip stages, right? Because why would I build the, the sitemap and why would I create the wireframes? This guy is just, he just needs a basic website, just needs like a 10 page, uh, um, business website. I know what I need to do. So let me just do it and start from the development and the design already. But what we're forgetting is that the client needs to go through a learning curve through the project. So when we're adding stages and, and we're going to see how to make them super efficient, but what we're actually doing is we're removing friction because we're taking the client through a natural learning curve that allows them to go by us. And really, they need to understand what is in our mind. And we need to draw a picture of what is in our mind so that they can follow uh, 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 with us through this project and get us to the launch. Or else you get what we call scope creep, right? Familiar with this uh, term, uh, Marcel? I think we're all very familiar with scope creep, unfortunately. <laughs> right? And that happens when you we haven't communicated uh, the right things at the right time. Because a scope creep is the is the exercise of, uh, of uh, expanding uh, the scope throughout the project. And, and coming up with ideas when they don't fit anymore. So, um, when you're already done with the, with the homepage, then they would, or with the design, they would tell you, Oh man, uh, we actually needed, uh, um, a completely different, uh, color scheme. Or we actually, when you finish the, doing the, uh, uh, the booking form, they would tell you, we actually need a questionnaire that is like five pages long that has 400 questions. Or when you build a shop and you, and you had in mind that they have three products because that's what they told you on the initial discovery, then you realize that they actually have 400 products um, or they want to get to 300. They just want to do three now, right? So um, if you know about these things early on in the project, if you have the right stages to mitigate those items, that's great. It just adds to the scope, adds to the budget, or even better, gives you the ability to create stage two, stage three, stage four of the project so that you can build up that relationship after 
getting the um, MVP or the initial product out there. And uh, so now I want to take you to the uh, to the pitfalls. How, how did you call them? You said the the, um, the grenades. I like that. Uh, so these are our standard grenades. We have three major ones throughout um, um, a, a relationship with a, with a website client, and that is gathering the content, approving the design, and getting what we need on the support, right? For when they need support from us. Um, so, um, Marcel, I know you came from the agency world yourself. When did you gather the content? What was your f- process doing that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's we're trying to do it all up front, right? I think that's what we all, all started doing. The, the couple of times I haven't built a lot of websites, but I have done it. And, you know, you try to foreshadow as much as you can at the very beginning of the project, but inevitably what ends up happening is as you kind of go through building out each page, you realize we're missing things. This, this, you know, this image is very pixelated. It's not in the right format. This copy isn't quite right. There was a change. So I don't think that was the right strategy, uh, but I haven't gone deep enough into this to develop a great strategy. So I'm hoping you've got one. So this is exactly what most of the industry is doing. And there is even this, uh, this, uh, um, there's, there's a title to it, content first approach, right? Um, I don't do anything until you give me the content. And I, I want to kind of flip the, the concept here just to, so people can understand how bad of a user experience this is for the client. Uh, so imagine that you would, um, uh, that you have a leaky sink, right? And you would call in a plumber. And they would tell you, okay, I know exactly what to do here. We need to fix this sink and then it's going to be awesome. Maybe I'm going to even make the stream stronger for you. And everyone's excited. Yeah, yeah, let's do that, right? And then they'll tell you, great. So in order for me to start, I just need you to get that rubber band that will fix it. And then I'll do the work. I'm like, what the hell, man? I just, I I, I brought you in to do, to, to sort this out, right? And, but but it's going to tell you, no, no, man, I can't, st- I can't do anything until you go and figure out which rubber band I need for this sink and go get it for me. And then I'll do the work. Or, you know, you go to a mechanic and they do the same thing. Yeah, I know exactly what needs to happen. We need to replace the carburetor, but you need an exact, a specific carburetor because this is a pretty old car. So you just need to get me the part and I'll do it. Right. And so. Obviously, this is a like, horrible experience for this, but even worse, if they don't deliver the content, a lot of us have clauses in our contracts that say, if you're not going to give me the content within time, you're still going to pay for the leaky sink, right? You're still going to pay for the broken car because I was here. I, I was here. Uh, so what I'm suggesting is, first of all, we have to understand that we're not building a website. We're providing a website building service. And as service providers, we have to take the client along the ride uh, on, on this journey with us uh, to get them to the end result. So um, instead of gathering the content from the discovery and usually, like you're saying, all the way until the launch, um, there is a very specific point where you would want to gather the content. And that is after we have the wireframes. Uh, so um, I'm going to go through those few steps here, right? We do the discovery. After the discovery, we can create a sitemap. And why do we do this? It's not for us. We know what a basic website should look like. We know what an e-com website should look like. It should have a checkout page. It should have like an archive of the products. It should have a thank you uh, confirmation or, you know, order confirmation screen and all of those kinds of things. We know. The client doesn't know. 
So the sitemap allows us to communicate to the client what we have uh, envisioned in our minds so that they can approve that at this stage. That's where you're going to find that they don't have a privacy policy. So we need to take care of that. That's where you're going to find that uh, they actually don't have three products. They have 300 products, right? Uh, or that um, you, 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 you thought that you're going to have like a, a beautiful uh, a, a section of social, uh, social proof and stuff like, or a review screen, but they never bothered to collect any reviews from clients. So what is, what are we going to have on that screen, right? So this is where we're starting to flush out all of those things uh, through the sitemap. And the beautiful thing about this is that creating a small uh, um, sitemap or just a basic sitemap for a website takes about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, so it allows us to create our first deliverable literally 30 minutes, one hour after the discovery session. So what we're doing by this, by doing by delivering this initial quick deliverable, fast to the client, we're signaling to them that, oh man, this guy's on it, right? I just spoke to him 30 minutes ago and now I already have something that I can start looking at and working with. And so I should step up as a client because this guy is moving fast. So instead of creating a massive drag on the project early on by sending them off for a two to four weeks project to deliver the content, we're actually um, taking charge over this relationship and bringing the client to a place where we're building momentum instead of creating drag early on. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's a big so nugget. I, I just want to like double click on this idea, right? Which is like we use our process to actually create more clarity, right? We're essentially getting paid to do the discovery, to de-risk the downstream, and we're adding value to the client along the way. Like those are some big concepts that I think, you know, at a higher level, let's zoom out and think about how how we can look at the whole project lifecycle in this way. This is huge. Back exactly. to you, Vito. Yeah, and it's all about momentum. If you wanna to get to a project deadline before the deadline, you gotta build momentum into the project or else things are just starting to drag and it becomes like one of those construction projects that you thought it's gonna take, you know, I'm just gonna renovate the kitchen for a couple of weeks and then six months later, you're still cooking in the bathroom, right? Uh, so, um, so we want to build that momentum and, and start early as possible and get the client into that mindset that we're doing stuff fast. Um, so right after we do the, the site map, 30 minutes after the discovery call, we're giving them a day to approve this because it's basically just a screen that looks very much like this. It's just mapping out pages that they're going to have on the website. So it's very easy for them to understand. But also within Atarim, you can uh, collaborate on this in a visual way, uh, which is a great way to kind of just um, um, a, a, a get them trained on this collaboration system uh, early on. But right after that, we're going to dive into the wireframes. And this is something that uh, I shared with you here, Marcel. This is something that people can actually download and I, we created this for free uh, so so that everyone can install this in their agency. This is something that we did at my agency for hundreds of websites. Um, uh, before we started designing, we created a template of what the website should look like. And the reason for this, and again, it's not about going to Photoshop and take four days to to create something from nothing. And every time you start a project, you start from scratch. 
the, these quick templates just allow you to delete the sections that you don't want. And then within five to seven minutes, you have a full working uh, prototype or wireframe of the, of the website directly inside the browser, which gives the client the understanding how it looks, how the website is going to feel when they're going to land on it eventually without any design, stripped out of the design, right? And so there you're going to be able to uh, already see um, um, that gives another opportunity for them to say, wait, this page we don't need. Or what, what happened to that page that I forgot to tell you about, right? So before you started, um, um, building really, you already have the ability to flush out all of these, uh, um, um, miscommunications that later on become scope creep if they are not discovered early enough. Mm. So um, for those that want to grab that template for wireframing, we're going to leave that in the show notes, uh, but what's the link in case uh, they're listening and want to pop over? So that's uh, atarim.io forward slash LP forward slash wireframes. But I think that even if you got Google atarim wireframes, uh, you're probably going to find this uh, thing. And we created this for every um, page builder that is out there uh, so that it's uh, easy to install directly into the agency. Um, and even if there isn't something there, you're going to be able to see how it looks like. So you can create uh, some for yourself. And that's a really fast and easy way of, um, of, uh, of doing this instead of going into Photoshop and then sending the clients uh, screenshots or, or JPEGs of, uh, um, of the, of this design, which again, they have no idea how to interact with. Uh, now there is another really interesting point about these wireframes. For the first time, it allows the client to visually understand what content they need to provide. Because Marcel, you're a, you're a marketer, right? So I, I know I shared, I shared the landing page with you just uh, the other day to get your feedback uh, on this. And, um, and, and when you think of a landing page, you know, what are the components of a landing page, of a converting landing page? It doesn't really matter what the content is at this stage, right? You know what the layout should look like. And that's the same thing for someone that builds website. We can already close our eyes and imagine how the website is gonna be structured. Probably gonna have a hero section uh, with a call to action and a big big selling point at the top, right? Maybe after that, we're gonna have those three blocks with icons that tell you about uh, uh, the, um, uh, the benefits of the service or the product or something of that nature. Then you're probably gonna have a left uh, left to right section, you know, content image, content image, uh, alternate kind of section. Then at the bottom, there's going to be a call to action or a contact us area. So all of these components, they are part of every website out that is out there, uh, but the client has no idea. So when you're going out and asking for content and you're giving them a blank Google sheet, where are they going to start? What are they going to start with? But it's very easy to just look at a big title that says, this is your selling point. This is your main selling point. And just thinking, okay, what is my main selling point? And then looking at the three section block of icons and saying, these are your benefits. So what are my three benefits? And uh, now I can even see that it should be this long. Uh, the title should be five words and the block below this should be one sentence. And I should probably match all of this because our minds is geared towards templates and we just want to match thing, especially if we don't know what is the right thing. We're just going to look for, uh, uh, shortcuts and, 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 uh, um, and signals that are out there to give us this information. So the wireframe becomes extremely powerful 
for gathering the content because you're for the first time you're giving the client visual representation and context to what is required. Man, I, I absolutely love this because one of the things that I see happen all the time is, is a gap in client communication, right? Most agencies that I talk to, it's discovery. And then I'm going to go into this, you know, dark room for four weeks. And then I'm going right. to come out in four weeks with a website, cross my fingers and hope that it's close to what the exactly. client wanted. And in that four weeks, when the client isn't hearing from you, they start to worry. They start to write the story in their head. They start to get frantic. But when you're showing up every couple of days with a piece of value, they know you're making progress it's you're you're closing that gap from both ends and I, I think this is brilliant yeah and the idea is to bridge this gap with sh with stuff that don't take a lot of time for us but add a whole bunch of value to the process itself so that again we can keep building this momentum into it now when we're gathering this content uh, on the on this wireframe stage um a lot of times we would tell the client in, generally in gathering content it's like two to four weeks project right um you have two weeks to do this or i'm going to give you three weeks and then you need to come back to me with all of the content but marcel we you, we know that to create to just talk about your business you know we do this all day long as business owners it doesn't take four weeks to describe what your business does um, so if you just have the ability to just talk about this or visually just say, okay, here, I should have this here. I should have that. That is actually a three to four hour process. Not, not longer than this. Even more than this, when we frame it as a two to four week task, no one has this time. I don't know when I was the last time that I had two to four weeks to clear out my desk and do anything. Uh, you know, there's just dedicated to this. So that's when you, that's when things start to procrastinate because there is no reality where they can fit this into their schedule. So if it's a three to four hour task and this is how it's defined and you're giving them, and this is, this is another like huge uh, point for uh, service delivery uh, for website builders is the, the time span, the standard time span that we use for everything is two days and a weekend. Always, every time there's a client touch point, two days and a weekend. If, if I don't know how long it should take, two days and a weekend. The reason for this is because it gets the client thinking when in the next two days or weekend am I going to do this? It gets them to pull up their calendar and starts to think of exactly when. Instead of saying you have a week, it's like, okay, a week, I'm going to do it sometime this week. Or you have two weeks or even worse, four weeks then it just, it never lands on the calendar, but two days and a weekend gets them thinking. So this is the benchmark for collecting content, for uh, getting the designs approved on the next stage that I'm showing here on the development and design, as well as for the final revision uh, before the launch. So that's how we get a project from, and if we kind of, can, you know, we're not going to do the calculation here together because I know we're short on time, but that's how we get a six weeks project in, in the good case. It takes six weeks. If the client does what it's supposed to be, uh, it's supposed to do here, we're going to bring it down to a two weeks process, um, all together. Amazing. Um, and Vito, I appreciate <laughs> this has been such a, a great uh, value packed episode. Those of you that are listening, leave us a comment. I'd love to hear what you got out of today's episode, but um, we are short on time. So for those that want to learn more about you at a rim and get access to more of the great content that you're producing, where should we send them in the show notes? 
So the lowest, the lowest hanging fruit for you guys is just go to that wireframe thing and uh, get that. That's gonna be the the game changer for your service delivery. Um, if you wanna if you wanna uh, interact with me, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Vito Peleg, and go to atarim.io to see what our system can do for your business. Amazing. Links to all of that in the show notes. And Vito, any final words of advice for those listening, building websites before we tune out? Right. Doubt everything because the industry is full of lies and, and uh, full of mistruths uh, in terms of how we should uh, run our businesses. So every time that you see an opportunity that something doesn't make sense, uh, just try to rethink it and you'll see um, uh, how just asking why takes you a whole lot uh, forward. Amazing. So with that, Vito, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Really appreciate you being here. Thanks. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.
Go have it in yourself.